Look what the cat dragged in. Stryker, my father's security detail, stares at me from the middle of the elevator with an obnoxious smirk on his face as he taps his watch. If I didn't know any better, I'd say he's been waiting for me to arrive. I didn't bother calling my father to let him know I was back in the city, but with the paparazzi tailing me, there's no point. I'm sure half of New York knows Rebecca and I are back. If they don't, they will know soon. Our marriage is the one thing I expect the papers to exploit. Going up? Stryker asks, holding the elevator door open for me. You still work here? I thought I fired you. His throaty chuckle echoes around me as the doors of the elevator ping closed. As much as Stryker annoys me, he's good at what he does. I don't think my father would have kept him around this long if he weren't. Despite being old friends, my father isn't that kind. You can't fire me until the deed is in your name. Right, I laugh. I'll remember that. How's Red? I smile at the nickname Stryker has given Rebecca. I get the feeling his ancient ass likes her. A lot more than I'm comfortable with. She's great, I say, pressing the floor for my father's office. She's missed around here. Things aren't as colorful without her. I look up at him in surprise. I still haven't forgotten the fact that he watched our first interaction with each other in this elevator. You mean, you, miss watching her knee me in the balls? I offer. I've seen some wild things in this elevator, but that memory takes the cake. Asshole. An amused smile spreads across his face as he shrugs his shoulders at me. I watch as Stryker exits the elevator doors. He turns and gives a salute with two fingers. Good luck with your father. My father's eyes meet mine as he enters the conference room with a stoic expression. It's been four weeks since I've spoken with him. Time has slipped through our fingers with little effort. His gray eyes greet me with a steely glare. I've seen that look before. The last time I saw it was when I told him I wasn't planning on double majoring in business. My mother used to call it the conversation killer. It didn't matter what you were asking for. The answer was always no. I flinch at the memory of my mother. There are times Rebecca reminds me of her, but in the most inconsequential way. I know my fiancé is nothing like my mother, although my father's words the night of the gala are still firmly ingrained in my thoughts like an old tattoo, slowly fading, yet ever-present. She's using you. She's just like your mother. There was no point in arguing with him over the phone. Actions speak louder than words with him, thus the reason for my presence today. He scans the room as I take a seat at the rectangular table across from him. I hate this fucking table almost as much as I hate waiting here for him to speak. When I started working for my father, I told him having a round table would help build morale among the other employees. He refused to change things. He kept the damn rectangular table in spite of everyone. He wants to be certain that everyone here knows who's in charge. For a brief moment, a look of surprise overshadows his face, but it quickly disappears as he turns his attention to the seat in front of him. I watch him as he silently pulls his chair from the head of the table and takes a seat. Watching him leaves an unsettling feeling in the pit of my stomach. He's going to disown me. No, maybe not disown, just disinherit. The thought sends my heart hammering against my chest. In a way, losing this company will be like losing a piece of my childhood. And my brother. Taking over was never one of my aspirations until my brother died. Now that my eyes are open to all of the possibilities, I can't help but admit 
that I love this strange, crazy world. I want to help this company grow and expand. In a way, I know my father wants the same thing. We just have different ideas about getting there. Nicholas, I'm surprised to see you here. His voice shakes my nerves. As am I, I sigh. He lifts his chin at me defiantly. And Rebecca? I watch as he sets down a stack of forms on the table between us, his hands gripping the three pens that lay directly on the other side. The table between us is long, yet it still doesn't feel like there's enough space between us. Nicholas, please tell me you didn't elope in Paris. My father doesn't hesitate to begin his interrogation. I smirk at the obvious discomfort in his voice. There were plenty of times I thought about eloping with Rebecca as we walked the streets of Paris, but I stopped myself from asking her.